and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for week three of Nintendo Month 2021. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. The third week of Nintendo Month 2021. And we have a really classic and exciting episode today. Golden Sun. Yeah, we're doing another spotlight episode. Um, typically, we do a composer spotlight uh, once a month, and this is—it is a composer spotlight, and it also isn't. <laughs> it's all music by Sakuraba, but it happens to be from Golden Sun for the GBA. This is a long overdue spotlight. One of the best GBA scores, definitely one of the best uh, RPG scores on this system. It was developed by Camelot, composed by Motoi Sakuraba. Way back in 2001, um, just a lot of imagination and excitement on this really primitive sound chip. I remember uh, seeing this game at a friend's house and just being so intimidated by the scope of, you know, an RPG game mm-hmm. that I, re- I, 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 I feel like there must have been some part of, you know, the title screen and the music and everything that just intimidated me so much from yeah. playing RPG games. That's funny. That lasted quite a while. I mean, I you guys know this, I and, and Will is kind of similar to me, but I just, it's really not my genre. Uh, I've never really gotten into the games, and I think Will is similar to me on that. Yeah, I think I like games that have... RPG elements like I enjoy games where you walk around and talk to people Mm -hmm. what I don't care for about um, a lot of older JRPGs is the sort of turn-based battling system and I don't like the to me like there's like too many choices with all the yeah. different weapons and it ways is overwhelming. you can do things yeah. I prefer games that are a little more like that's why I love Zelda because mm-hmm. you have that feeling of an open world and you can talk to people right. but really the whole game boils down to a series of puzzles that have one solution and those are the kinds of games I think I enjoy more than that and that's why freedom. guys so many times we do these spotlight episodes we're coming in fresh without nostalgia without the context we're just listening to this music and talking about it. I'm excited to do so. This is a long overdue spotlight. Uh, It's a really wonderful score, especially, I will say, the pieces that we brought in today, I think, uh, showcase the best sides and the best moments of this score, in my opinion. So let's get into some some great GBA music. Uh, What you heard playing in was the beautiful Lighting the Mars Beacon, again, composed by Sakuraba, as well as Everything Today. Uh, What do you say? Well, should we move on? Let's do it. All right. Let's play the main theme. Uh, We have the main theme followed by main menu. So let's not get those two confused. The main theme from Golden Sun for the GBA.
You guys are listening to the main theme from Golden Sun, composed by Matoi Sakuraba, who's a very unique composer, and I'm excited to talk a little bit about him as a composer today. I have <laughs> quite a bit of feelings of, on his work. Um, this is one of his best soundtracks, I will say. Some people say kind of his masterpiece, the main theme here, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely stellar. I mean, it it evokes memories of the Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy series musically for sure. This sort of stately, very British, you know, in the tradition of Elgar and Rayfon mm-hmm. Williams, this very stately march-like composition, but achieving this on the Game Boy Advance very uh, impressive. is so laudable because you know, we've talked about so many times that that hardware is so quirky. The mixture of sort of, you know, PSG square wave sounds with very, very it's a compressed cool mixture. samples. It sounds yeah. cool, but it was really hard to work with. And I would say out of any system, the most diversity in terms of quality, what composers got. You have scores like this that was like, wow, are there limitations? I don't even notice it. And then there are scores that just sound so muddy and noisy and just awful. So yeah, it was <laughs> not one size fits all. Yeah, I think the thing is I have so much nostalgia for the GBA because I think the quality and craftsmanship of so many of the compositions was really strong, particularly yeah. with Nintendo titles. I mean, I personally think metroid fusion might be the best or one of the best metroid soundtracks right uh i think that the uh mario kart game super circuit is exceptional and very underrated in the series there's really great stuff you know wario the wario land games there's so much clever uh creative music for the system not to mention mother three which we've celebrated (laughs) so many times yeah but i think golden sun is really up there it's in that pantheon in terms of making a very polished soundtrack where you're almost unaware of the limitations of the system because the compositions are so strong well we just played the main theme now let's move to the main menu from golden sun You guys are listening to Main Menu from Golden Sun, and I'm so happy to be doing a GBA spotlight 
The GBA is so interesting in video game history because it was really continuing the limitations that were set forth on the Super Nintendo in a lot of ways, very similar types of samples, but yes, even more compressed, even more minute, and combining it with the legacy channels. It was a really unique, difficult period, um, and Sakuraba here is just making it sound super effortless. Uh, this is an interesting main menu theme. I think if I were to hear this piece and it was just BGM3 or BGM4, I would never guess this was the main menu, um, but it's it's really good music. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting for menu music because it's it's so dynamic it really right. tells a story uh, it has moments that are more bombastic and moments that are more sparse but it's such a cool choice to me if i were just listening to this as music and guessing what function this track would play in the soundtrack i would imagine this is some sort of prelude that plays over like text yeah. describing the world of the game and maybe images or, or like setting a up like the first village or something um, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, I would love to know more context. If anyone is a huge Golden Sun fan, definitely let us know because I don't have that context. Um, I'm excited later on to talk about some of my feelings on the whole score stuff, even stuff we didn't include today, because I do have some feelings on that. Um, but I would love to know a little bit more. Uh, I just I just know that the music we're playing today is, is really good. And it's it's seeing Sakuraba at maybe some of his most inspired in his career. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to, I believe, something a little bit more energetic. Suspense. Well, you can't get more classic than this. It's suspense and it's classic Sakuraba. When I think of this composer, this is the sound that first comes to mind. And it is basically a battle theme. Again, I don't know the context. Uh, I don't know if it is in the game, but stylistically, it's a piece of music. It's, it's a battle theme, right? Um, we do have some actual battle themes coming up today that I'm excited about. Um, some of the high points really for me uh, in the score, I mean, Sakuraba is so at home <laughs> writing in this style of energetic rock music. It's, it's, really, it's really good writing, good instrumentation too. I mean, one of, the, my, one of my favorite things about Golden Sun is how uh, the instruments sound and you know, how he picked it and used the different samples. It's just really imaginative stuff. Well, the other thing that I so love is, you know, in a way, video games in particular, in particularly, you know, the music of Japanese video game composers kept alive the spirit of so much classic rock, you know, 80s pop music, 
all these older styles, not to mention things like jazz fusion and even older pastiche genres that we've talked about before. But it's so cool that, you know, this was written in 2001. And if you think about where popular music, at least in the U.S., was in 2001, it couldn't have been further apart from something like this. Right. Um, And film music, uh, even like contemporary Western composers working on games at this time. It's like, to me, what's so amazing about handheld consoles is that in some ways they, they allow you to time travel back a little bit because the hardware is more antiquated. So it's like with the GBA, we sort of got to extend the 16 bit era. I love that a little bit longer, you know? Yeah, we did. And we also didn't, I mean, some of the choices in the musical directions, like there are composers that were going into some, some new places. And also you have to realize that this was 2001 and onward. So there were just new stylistic trends and pop music and, different things happening. So really cool. I love that track. Let's move on to something different. This is Trial Road from Golden Sun. Here we go. Interesting. You guys are listening to Trial Road, kind of a quirky piece of music. This is composed by Sakuraba. I, I will say, I've said it before, but I think to me the most impressive thing about this soundtrack is how good it sounds on the GBA in that it really does surprisingly hold up. Like listening to this music, I'm not focused on the limitations. I'm focused on the composition. I do think the composition is very strong. I think it's a good uh, RPG score, but uh, I give it special points Uh, for overcoming those limitations. Now, one thing I wanted to talk about, I haven't listened to the score in a long time. Uh, I'm very familiar with, you know, my highlights, my personal favorite tracks, but listening to the whole thing was an interesting experience. I think in some ways I was a little disappointed by some of the misses, in my humble opinion. Um, I wanted to call out a couple tracks that I thought were kind of head-scratchingly weird and uh, to me just didn't seem like they were... Uh, very good uh, pieces. I thought the cave theme, the lucky slots, and the lighthouse theme uh, were just not very good. And I was actually was considering playing one of them just to discuss that. But I was like, you know what? Let's focus on the best sides of the soundtrack. I think right. there are certain tracks, and I feel this way about Sakuraba and a lot of his scores, where I don't know if they were rushed or if he was you know, writing them away from an instrument or what happened, but there was definitely some pieces of music uh, that were misses on the score. That's interesting. I mean, I think often when looking at soundtracks as opposed to just albums or something, 
you know, we, we have to remind ourselves that the purpose of the music is um, functional. You know, it's meant to underscore an environment or support the narrative or give us a particular emotion. And I think in games, as in, you know, movies or television, you know, sometimes the emotion that you're trying to give people is not a pleasant one. Yeah. Um, and so I do yeah, think they could sometimes... have been functional. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> composers m- might make musical decisions that, yeah, it doesn't necessarily elicit the kind of music that you'd want to you know, listen to on its own. And there were others too. Like, I think, what was it like? There was actually one called the Llama Temple um, that I also thought, yeah, it it was interesting. So there are definitely highs uh, in like particular highs on the soundtrack. And then there's a lot of good pieces. And then there are some that to me were just like, oh, this one is really, really odd. Uh, Let's play something. We don't do this a lot in the podcast. I think this was on our short and sweet episode, if I'm not mistaken. It's a very short piece of music, but it's really strong. And I think it's worth being played. It's the fanfare from Golden Sun. Here we go. So classic to me, Fanfare by Sakuraba. Will, what are some other fanfares that this reminds you of? To me, it feels very familiar. And maybe it's just because I'm thinking of that episode that we played it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely reminds me of the sort of classic Final Fantasy. True. That similar sort of Mixolydian-ish chord progression. Yeah, it also reminds me a little bit of the... Um, uh, Mario RPG, the Yoko Shimomura, and it's not as mm, cutesy and bubbly, yeah. but similar harmonically to like the. I could see that. I mean, I think partly is like you know that it's the same function. You know, yeah. they at uh, that moment in the game, you just want exuberant joy and satisfaction. It's it's triumph, and for the player, I think in games sometimes particularly games of the past, the composers would really sell that. It wasn't a mild triumph. It was meant to be, you know, like, let's throw a party. And that's what I think is kind of funny, because even in films where oftentimes things get so epic and climactic and, you know, a triumph in a movie, like, I think... I don't know if you Mm. think about like the Rocky score where the strings reach this high point. Right. It's very energetic. But I think with games, they're so much less afraid to be silly that it's not necessarily the triumph isn't this epic orchestral gesture. It's like, even though it's using the same instruments, this feels more like a little song. Like yeah, a, it does. Like I said, it's just like, let's have a dance party and celebrate. And, and maybe it's because I'm thinking about that old episode, but to me, it's <laughs> it's silly, but it's one of my favorite pieces actually in the score. And so I'm glad we got to play that. Uh, let's get dark and scary though. Will, I think you're going to get a kick out of this one. It's the villain theme Ooh. Ooh, by Sakuraba. Here we go.
Now Sakuraba's cooking. This is so proggy and cool. I love the drums on this track. I love the complete change in tempo and groove. Really surprising. Throws you for a loop, which is perfect for a villain theme. Uh, Sakuraba definitely was feeling the pan flute on this score. Uses it heavily. Sometimes in tracks that I wouldn't expect it to work, but it works really well. This is actually one of my favorites on the score. Yeah, I feel like pan flute is... It's, it's sort of one of the go-to sounds of, you know, the 16-bit RPG era. And I think it's because it has a sort of ambiguous but exotic quality. Mm-hmm. The, and it's right in that register that, you know, it just sounds good on so many melodies. And I think it's really easy to sample because you, if you yeah. think about the way a pan flute is played, each of the individual, uh, you know, pipes kind of produces a tone on its own. It's not part of this interconnected tube like a clarinet or a flute. So it's like when you hear a pan flute played, it almost sounds kind of like yeah. it's sampled, similar to like an organ where mm-hmm. things are just, they're very almost mechanical in their, um, not that it has to be, but I, I think it lends itself to being sampled really well. You know, yeah, in general, I'd say there's not a lot of GBA prog rock tracks that, really capture the spirit of that genre like this track does like man he just yeah is impressive the, here. the drums are so cool the groove is so cool and it's that sort of thing where when you actually count it you know it's like oh this is just in six but mm-hmm. it's like the drums fake you out by yeah, making you think you're like in four and then having it super lopsided and so it's good. such a great effect but it also is made even greater by the fact that it's this tempo change when you're introduced to it so it just feels like such a complete dynamic shift yet all the material is related you know harmonically the introduction is just sort of like setting up the mood of this villain and then when the groove kicks in it show it that almost to me is like now the villain is like thinking or speaking or like doing some sort of subtle action i think it's a great technique for kind of how to take a piece of music to the next level you know it's like Mm. turning something up one single notch and often that accompanies visuals and i imagine since this is loopable you know that this is just it's probably an idealized version for however this plays out in the game but i really appreciate when composers take those sorts of chances and try to make something that feels maybe a little bit more not cinematic specifically but just dynamic that like just memorable piece of music yeah it can grow and change and have all these different sections and it's memorable just as as a piece uh yeah really gnarly stuff let's move on to an exciting one enemy battle this is vintage sakuraba here enjoy
so good. You guys are listening to Enemy Battle. It's a classic JRPG battle theme, and I feel bad that we didn't, if we didn't, I don't think we did, include it on that battle episode we did, because this is classic battle music. It has everything you're looking for. Very blood pumping, very emotional, exciting. Feels like there's a lot at stake here. Um, and I actually don't think that this is one that you would get sick of quickly. I think it would maybe take a while. I will say that it's it's classic Sakuraba. You could say textbook Sakuraba. It reminds me of some of his other battle themes. Um, I think this one feels very inspired, but there's some tracks on the score and some tracks in his career here and there when it kind of feels like he's doing the same thing that we've heard him do over and over again. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't feel inspired. It feels more like a Xerox. Sometimes it does. So sometimes you never know what you're going to get uh, with a Sakuraba battle track. Yeah, I think there's something about this sort of idiom of the melodic high energy synth rock track that's like so classic to video game music and it doesn't really belong to one single composer Mm -hmm. and so i think there's also something where it's like it's clear that sakuraba has sort of adopted this as the sense of like this is his style you know just high energy melodic i gotta provide this yeah And I think there's something that some gamers and fans of VGM almost seem to resent about that because maybe they feel like he's just kind of phoning it in or that it's derivative. Well, to me, it's less less about the fact that he's doing it and just the quality. Like, there are some tracks that are just really lame. Um, and it's it's just it feels like he is phoning in it and, and it's it's not the fact that he is it's that the quality of that piece is just it doesn't do anything this one i think yeah, is and inspired. i do think that 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 is very indicative of the problem that i think all of us face anyone who is an artist and creates something this is why bands change this is why yeah that's you such know, a good artists point. go through different phases because when you kind of scratch the same itch again and again, mm-hmm. eventually, I mean, if the metaphor holds, you know, you start to bleed. But in in reality, it's like you can start to feel a little bit soulless about your relationship well, to your music. Well, take this example, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, the multiple different reasons why Kid Icarus Uprising was a very different score um, for all the composers that worked on it. But the fact that Sakuraba was able to compose and arrange that um, Dark Pit battle theme for those specific players and get a really wonderful performance and recording out of it, it just seemed like he was trying out some new ideas with that one. Um, and sometimes when you hear his battle music, it feels like he's not really trying out any new ideas. Yeah, it's 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 a interesting point. And I think yeah, it's it's something that I think happens more often in media music than just in straight composition or yeah. in songwriting because I think you don't always have the freedom to just go off in whatever direction you want. Sometimes you have to make a giant RPG soundtrack with 200 yep. tracks and maybe the developers just want it to sound kind of like the last one or they don't necessarily want you to step too far outside the particular boundaries and i think that can burn i mean that would burn anyone out yeah um and it's very hard to maintain a a sense of uh like a standard of quality when you have to write so much music and a lot of it in a similar style definitely fair i the last thing i want to say is my personal favorite era of sakuraba is the very early fm synth stuff that he did i think was really inspired and bold um 
I think my least favorite stuff is is some of the Mario licensed sports stuff, like the golf and the tennis stuff that he did. Uh, I know a lot of you love that music. I'm sorry. I just find a lot of that like super lazy and just like, oh, I'll just do some track that is either tropical or rocking or funky or whatever. And to me, it just it, it's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, uh, but yeah, I think Golden Sun is, you know, maybe his his strongest soundtrack uh, when you think of all the highs that this score sees. Let's move on to Veil and Vault. guys are listening to Veil and Vault, and it's possible the version we're playing today um, might be slightly less compressed than what you would hear on a GBA. I always find it interesting. You know, there's different versions online of different scores, and some of them sound (laughs) better than others. This one sounds really good, and I don't know how much of that is just Sakuraba killing it on the implementation, and I don't know how much of that is just this particular version. But let's talk about this track. Really beautiful. Um, there's some tracks that feel related thematically to me. The first play-in track, this one, one that's upcoming that I'm excited to get to. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just a really great piece of music. Will, what are your thoughts on Veil and the Vault? It's really pretty. And this is the most Zelda-ish one that we've played so far today in the chord progression, For particularly sure. in the B section, that sort of descending progression with the string of seventh chords. Uh, It's really beautiful, though. I I love the arrangement choices. I love when they use the sort of chip synth for the melody. Uh, It's a great color change and something that wouldn't be an obvious choice stylistically for the composition, but the harmonies here are so gorgeous. My only criticism of this track is that you know, about a minute into the loop, he just starts, in my opinion, sort of shamelessly quoting Fly Me to the Moon. Hilarious. And like it literally does that same sequence, which is just funny because it's such a iconic melody. But it's one of those things I feel like you can kind of get away with because it's so scalar and simple. It's beautiful, but it's it just seems kind yep. of like Fly Me to the Moon is one of those songs that's so iconic and famous that I don't think that's kind of like a, you know, there are some times where you get close to a melody, yeah. but it's okay because it's like an obscure thing and it's obviously a different context. <laughs> but I think when you're brushing up against like a really famous song, 
Yeah, I think it's I think too you would hard that. for people not to be like, wait, is that happy birthday? Yeah, it would be like writing a melody. It's like, yeah, it's like you're writing bum, ba dum, bum, bum, bum. It's like, oh, I love it. It's great. Yeah. I wouldn't change a thing about it. That's so funny. All right, let's keep the emotional vibes going. We're going to play Sad Town. You guys are listening to Sad Town, composed by Sakuraba, and it's the perfect description of the track. I want to say that there was some project I was working on at some point where someone sent this as a reference track. Um, yeah, if you are working on a Sad Town theme, I mean, this is a really good one to to point to. Yeah, I keep saying this, but I'm so impressed with the instruments and how they don't sound terrible, and they... They sound expressive, and you kind of know what they're supposed to be, and overall, it it doesn't take me out of it. Like, listening to a lot of GBA uh, scores, I might love the music, but I'm like, oh, it's so cute, they're trying so hard, but this sounds pretty crappy. This just, I don't know, it sounds good, and I think that we keep saying it, but it just needs to be lauded. Yeah, great implementation and really wonderful writing. I mean, a beautiful sense of harmony, melody, and uh, arranging. It's kind of, this score, it feels like a classic, you know, SNES JRPG soundtrack. I would love to hear like an SNES version of this score. Like if someone were to somehow... I don't know how you would do that if you could somehow get the original note data and transfer it over to like SNES samples or something. I would love to hear that um, because you're absolutely right, Will. I mean, compositionally, I mean, some of these tracks, for me, particularly the battle themes and actually what we're moving to, uh, they would be just absolute classics in that era. And, and it feels like a 16-bit score, even though it came out in 2001. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, totally. Well, I couldn't be more excited to move on to this week's track of the week. This is Contigo from Golden Sun. And to me, it's the first thing I think of when I think of this score. It's so beautiful, so classic. One of my favorite JRPG themes. Uh, Let's just enjoy this composed by Sakuraba.
so beautiful. You guys are listening to Contigo. I adore this piece of music. And it has been a long time since I've actually heard this as well. And so going through the score, to me, when this track hits, it's just such a clear frontrunner and standout piece of music. I would love to know, any of you Golden Sun fans, I'd love to know the context of this. Because to me, it feels like it could be like a main theme. Like it's so emotional and so different from everything else. Like... I was saying this earlier, but this is related to the Lighting the Mars beacon in some musical ways. I think it could be related to another one, too. Um, but man, is it a, a beautiful, emotional piece of music. Yeah, really pretty. Something that's interesting is so much of the music on this score has that very present um, delay. And yeah. sometimes it's, it's very know, an eighth note off. Here, it sounds almost like it's like an eighth note or a quarter note triplet off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so loud so it kind of it almost it's like a rearticulation which adds to the sort of busy flavor that's of less the music. um it's a, it's a bit jarring on headphones uh, when you're not on headphones it's a bit less jarring right um and yeah that's another thing to consider with uh handheld music that's coming out of these crappy gba speakers is you kind of have to oversaturate all of your ideas to make sure that there's clarity to the composition and that's what makes this piece so strong yeah is that really it's it's so simple in the lines have it's a maybe very the most simple on confident. the whole playlist yeah but man, is it confident. I love it so much. Well, and I feel like it establishes a little bit of sort of the unique sound of Golden Sun. It, it sort of sets itself, I think, apart from some of the other RPGs uh, that we've referenced. It has a little bit of a different quality. And some of that has Absolutely. to do with the instrument choice. Some of it has to do with the harmonies. Um, but just when it all comes together, it it, it doesn't really sound like anything else but it also has that feeling of timelessness yeah and also of the past like it feels quasi medieval but not in a way that we had really ever heard in a video game score before let's keep going the next track we have on our playlist is soul sanctum You guys listening to Soul Sanctum, another really beautiful and atmospheric 
piece of music. To get this level of atmosphere on the GBA is just mind-boggling. It's really, really impressive. The piece of music is strong, but just how he presented it, how he got it to the finish line on this hardware, so impressive. I gotta say, this is my choice for track. You like this I mean, more than Contigo, I, I huh? love this so much. I love all the the inner voices. I love the counterplay between that sort of like left hand arpeggio. It's very ambiguous, and then with the melody and yeah. the, it's it's very simple again. Even though it has yeah. the you know more layers than Contigo, but it's it's that kind of simplicity where all the parts lock together and it feels super solid and kind of like there's no fat to this composition. Yeah, no, I mean, this is definitely one of my favorites. I think this was rated maybe like number three or something for me. There's a, there's a battle theme coming a little bit later that um, was actually tied for my favorite track. Um, I decided to go for a a softer one is for track of the week, but yeah, this is incredibly strong. All right. It's time to play the world map theme. I imagine something you hear a lot in this game. So let's see how Sakuraba handles this world map. You guys listening to World Map from Golden Sun. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to harp on this too, but this is a piece of music where I had this reaction to it. I was like, oh, this sounds nice. Yeah, this, um, hmm, yeah. And that was about it. I, I didn't have much other reactions to it. It f- does feel a little bit like a Xerox to me. It yeah. feels like, okay, he's probably written themes like this before. He's heard themes like this before. There's not a lot to me that stands out on its own. It's a very effective piece of music. Uh, It just wasn't one that really stuck with me afterward. I can understand that. Uh, I I think it's really strong, though. I mean, to me, I don't hear anything in this music that feels like a a notch below. Yeah, it's not not bad. To me, it might be a notch below, just because I think some of the other stuff we played were there's just things about it little moments where i was like ooh i just i went ooh a lot you know yeah. listening to the score and this one for some reason that didn't happen it, i think the melody is a little sloppy and maybe meandering at times i would agree um but in general it's put together and the harmony and kind of voice leading and overall arrangement 
are strong enough that I think it accomplishes what it sets out to do. And, you know, there might be a place for a little bit of a meandering piece of music for a world map. Like there's something about that tonally that sort of fits for me. Um, where I think if this were like a stage theme, I would I would feel totally different. Well, let's move on to another exciting piece of music. This one gave me plenty of those ooh moments. Love this melody here. It's Tolby Bound Ship. You guys listening to Tolby Bound Ship, one of my favorites on the score. You know, there's not a lot of GBA scores that are this exciting and rousing in in that really clear classic way that we heard that so much on the Super Nintendo. And I don't know, there, there were just a lot of moments on the GBA when whether it was the hardware, whether it was a game that was designed to be played on the go, you know, it was a different generation, different intentions, but I don't know. There's not a lot of scores on this system that uh, reach these highs. Really good stuff. Yeah, this is also another one that I think could be contender. I mean, such a strong, yep. iconic, like emblematic melody, uh, and there's one of the best melodies of this orchestrally that are just so impressive for the GBA, and give me the feeling of like Alan Silvestri back to exactly, the future, right? Like, to get that level of scope and scale, not just on the Super Nintendo, but on the GBA is kind of unheard of. So uh, part of that, I think, is because we are listening to the uh, less compressed version of the GBA yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, it seems like it. It sure seems um, that way, yeah. But, I mean, how good does that sound? It's it's really a pleasure getting that and not hearing this sort of like one-bit sample. Let's move to a nice kind of 6-8 uh, shuffly rock prog track with heavy pan flute and a little bit of ominous vibes. It's Babby's, I think Bobby's or Babby's Lighthouse. Thank you. 
You guys listening to Babby's Lighthouse? Could be Bobby's, but it is B-A-B-I. Babby's Lighthouse. This is a really effective piece of music. Uh, the chord changes are very surprising, uh, very creepy, um, but it's not annoying. And there were some other tracks in the score that were creepy but annoying. <laughs> this, I think, is incredibly well done. Yeah, I, I love the groove of this. I like the mixture of elements. You know, you were right. That pan flute is such a central color of this game soundtrack. It ties everything together. Yeah, it really does. And it's one of those addition by subtraction things that was so great about the 8-bit, 16-bit era and a little beyond, you know, where you have a limited palette due to memory and hardware constraints, but that forces you to have this clarity of sound and this this unified aesthetic that ends up sounding super intentional. And I think, you know, when you have an infinite palette or an infinite scope it's hard for things to tie together as well as old game music does and that's what's so cool about it because it can be super eclectic it can literally be every track is a different genre and yet it all holds together because of the sounds and the timbres well we just played uh babby's lighthouse we're gonna play another lighthouse theme it's venus lighthouse here we go You guys listening to Venus Lighthouse? The score is just so charming, and I hope that I didn't offend anyone talking about some of my criticisms with it, uh, and also maybe some of my <laughs> perplexing responses to some of Sakuraba's music over the years. I think when Sakuraba is really hitting, man, does he hit it high and with high marks. And Venus Lighthouse is another great example of that. Yeah, I mean, the, overall, I've, I've been very impressed with this soundtrack because it feels it's just so classic. Um, yeah, this was the and, best stuff for me. This was my favorite tracks that I that I uh, listened to on the score. Well, and the highlights of this score are really some of the highlights of JRPG music in that, you know, this excels in all of those facets. Yep. You know, strong melodies, that sort of blend of the Japanese and European kind of folk traditions incorporating rock and pop elements with more orchestral style music 
uh, and arranging it for this limited and technically challenging hardware to really create this wonderful illusion to make you yep. feel like, you know, with your little Game Boy Advance back in 2001, you were playing out this cinematic, you know, fable. And I think that's that that's one of the things about old video game music that I'm just so jealous of and so in awe of those classic composers because I think their jobs were so much more important because they had to sell so you know the grandeur of the experience with their music and you kind of don't have to do that in the same way now it definitely helps but you know it's like the games are grandiose enough just visually and technically um so there there's something about something like this where it's the music seems like it's it's trying so hard to put you in this higher cinematic space and it is amazing that they all achieved it and we didn't really say this but this fits for this month because this if you guys don't know was published by nintendo it was developed by camelot Um, And they were the same company that did, if I'm not mistaken, some of the Mario Tennis and Mario Golf games. So it makes sense that Sakuraba composed for those as well. All right. The next track we're going to play is tied for my personal favorite in the score. It's really good. It's Battle with Saturos. Here we go. Just the best. Love this track so much. It's Battle with Saturos from Golden Sun. And if I was going to show someone my favorite side of Sakuraba, I would show them this track. Obviously, I'd show them Dark Pit Battle as well. But it's just so rocking. The melodies are really strong. The energy is undeniable. It's got a little bit of prog in there. But it's the video game version of prog. It's very cartoony, very accessible, entertaining music. Love this track. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really firing on all cylinders. Rhythmically, there's so much energy. You mentioned how melodic it is. But I really think the arranging and the orchestration, really, of this track is so stellar. The way that he uses those strings for melody and harmony, but has that sort of double reed sounding color that's kind of below 
the strings. So it's sort of in the middle and it has, at times, it feels like this obligato line that's, you know, arpeggiating and stuff, yet sometimes it transcends and becomes melodic. And so the track has this sort of counterpoint and polyphony to it that is yeah. so excellent and it's it's wonderful to hear that sense of orchestration because your ears are going from now we're listening to the strings and now we're back to the oboe and now we're listening to the drums and bass and we're feeling that groove the whole time and it just makes it such a colorful piece that can whisk you away and that's one of the things orchestra music does so well is that feeling of there's so many parts that your ears get lost in the soup and clearly that's very difficult to do if you only have you know four or five voices right on a very primitive sound hardware so to compositionally make it feel like it's this bustling piece of music is is challenging and sakuraba once again executes it brilliantly absolutely nails it here and if i'm not mistaken this was the piece that kind of got it into our heads to do this episode i believe earlier this year uh, i want to say in a listener show and tell episode this was brought in so <laughs> that if, if i'm rem- remembering that correctly thank you whoever that was let's move on to another battle theme this is soturos and minardi battle here we go What a great score. What a fun episode this was. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. This is Saturos and Minardi Battle. We're wrapping things up with Golden Sun. Um, We have another battle theme that's going to play everyone out. It's actually the boss battle theme. So I really had a kind of like a back-end-heavy battle playlist. Uh, Yeah, this, this is a lot of fun. I love particularly these highlights, some of my favorites from the score. Yeah, there were tracks that I thought were misses, but... I'm not going to hold that against Sakuraba. Overall, I think this is some of his finest work, and I'm so glad we finally got to do this episode. Me too. This is a delightful episode, and such classic music, really. And a great um, change of pace every for the month. Yeah, I'm so glad we finally got to spotlight on this. And it's also just delightful that this many years into doing the podcast we can have episodes like this that seem so essential you know yes. it's crazy to me that we haven't done a golden sun episode up until now it's pretty so ridiculous it's things like that that make me feel like you know we have to keep going because there's still so much to do and so much to discuss <laughs> uh one thing we want to mention before we close off here 
is a really exciting 10th anniversary celebration that we have coming up this spring. Carl, why yeah. don't you tell people a little bit more about that? Yeah, we talked about it before, but we want to remind everyone. Uh, and if someone is interested, hopefully a lot of you are interested in making it up, uh, you should start planning for that now. So it's uh, April 1st through the 3rd is when VGMCon in Minneapolis is going to happen. And probably the, that Friday or Saturday, hopefully Saturday, um, one of those two days, is going to be our 10th anniversary Super Mercado Bros. party, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. We have some fun things planned. It's going to be so fun to meet some of you for the first time, hopefully. We think that VGMCon you know, in and of itself is definitely worth a bit of a trek wherever you live, but definitely for this 10th anniversary celebration, it's only going to happen once folks. So definitely don't miss out. Um, we've been talking a bit on discord, uh, about it, but at some point I'm going to make either a spreadsheet or some sort of website, uh, for some sort of soft RSVP system. It'd be nice for us to know how many of you are really serious about making it for that so that we can plan accordingly. But I am super yeah. excited. And if for anyone who's not familiar, VGM con is a yearly convention on video game music that's yep. hosted in Minneapolis. And, you know, Carl and I grew up in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, so we couldn't think of a more perfect and fitting venue to have our 10th anniversary celebration. Absolutely. And the last thing I want to plug, if you're listening to the episode around when it comes out, in about two and a half-ish weeks from now, I'm going to be putting out a new Sonic-esque album. It's called Sonic-esque Flashfield. And I made a little reveal, very, very short teaser reveal on that if you want to check out my YouTube channel. But that's coming out on December 3rd, which is a Friday. We'll probably follow tradition and have a listening party on Thursday, December 2nd. So set your schedules for that. I am in incredibly excited to show everyone that album uh most of all will <laughs> similar to all the previous sonic s albums i feel like i'm kind of just writing it mostly for will and for everyone else second it's a trip because it's been such a long time but in my yeah. in my mind it's like the it feels like the fourth one just came out <laughs> because the first three were, I don't know, the same they year. So defined, they in were my the same brain. year. Yeah, it was like uh, March or like February, March, and then November. So I took a little bit of time, you know, quite a bit of time, and then it was years and years before I did four, and then years and years before I did this one. Man, well, I'm so excited because I mean that Sonic esque. That's really writing your own uh, Sonic inspired music is kind of I think where you're. Like it's my most happy place. comfortable as a composer. And happy, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy Boss Battle and look forward to the next week of Nintendo Month. What, oh, what will we do? All right, I think that's about it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Take care, everybody. Peace out. Thank you.